Start in T minus ten seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition. Constitutional Awakening again. It's Jim Bob Bubble Shorts, and today I got Ox with me, and we got our special guest, Paul. Paul, how about you take it on over and tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh man, well, thanks for thanks for having me on. Uh, I guess the only thing that that makes me special here is that I'm a friend of Dan, and uh, I'm a former Army guy. Um, hey. Spent a couple of years in there right out of high school, and I've just been working private sector ever since. I'm not I'm not involved with the military in any capacity, but uh. I think that my my time with the military gives me at least something of a uh, a unique perspective on on military discussions that, that I can bring to the Absolutely. table. So, before we, before we had uh, got started here, we were we were just having a little bit of back and forth, and you were telling me about uh, how at one point in time you were going to try to start up a podcast yourself about the Second Amendment. Yeah, so, so that that channel actually still exists. Um, the Gunservative. Oh. And yeah, it was something that Dan and I wanted to do. And ultimately we just didn't, didn't, uh, I think just, just the stars didn't align. (laughs) We we didn't find time. Um, That's still something that, that I definitely like to do at some point, but uh, yeah, Dan, Dan cued me into this and yeah, this is, this is just really cool that you've, what you've got going on here. You had, uh, you had, you had mentioned something when we were talking about the, uh, you know, how the importance of, you know, gun rights basically built this country. And I, I, I absolutely believe that. And like, you know, I, I, I feel there's, that's an important message to get out there, you know, cause I'm, I'm okay with you owning a nuclear sub. Like that's just the kind of guy I am. Like I, it doesn't bother me. Like, I think you should be able to have whatever, you know, weapon to defend yourself that exists to be able to go. You can look at like over there in the other countries right now and things falling apart. They're just handing guns out to people. So like it's, it's, it's definitely a thing, you know what I mean? Like it was definitely incredible watching uh, the online leftosphere completely 180. Their right. their uh, position on citizens owning automatic weapons as soon as Russia was invading Kiev, um, that or that at least they were on Kiev's doorstep. Um, that all of a sudden, when when the Ukrainian government was handing out firearms to people. Um, 
I don't know if it was CNN specifically, but I definitely read uh, a left-leaning news site or two that was just praising this. Like, look at this cool thing. They're handing out AKs to the Ukrainian government. And it was like, well, when are you going to... My brother in Christ, my my brother in Christ, welcome to my side. (laughs) Right. I mean, yeah, like I I did see a lot of that. And then, you know, I don't know if you caught any of that propaganda that's been going on during this whole thing, because there's tons of it. But my favorite picture out of this whole thing has been the guys on CNN holding the cardboard guns and looking like they're like looking behind the building and stuff. And it's just like, you can't tell that's propaganda, bro. Like that's, that's propaganda. (laughs) There's, there's been some pretty bad propaganda from both sides here, man. I think that sure. It's arguably the most effective weapon at the disposal of every military at this point. And feel free to disagree with me or give me your guys's inputs on that as well. I mean, I think the people, I think the people getting thermobaric would disagree. (laughs) I, I agree with that. You know, I, I don't think that uh, getting vaporized completely by the oxygen around you sounds like a good day at the office. But uh, I, I think that in terms of public opinion and who gains support from whom, it is orchestrated masterfully by those who go through with all this production of propaganda. Sure, sure. For sure. And and you can see that Russia was trying to win that propaganda battle at the onset, where they were where one of their key points for invading the Ukraine. Um, and by the way, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it is the Ukraine. It's not Ukraine, if if I if I remember I'm, right. I'm pretty sure you're right there too. Actually, yeah. Um, uh, I, my mom's from Russia. She just calls it Ukraine, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure one one of the one of the key points that Russia had outlined for victory conditions or, or conditions that they, they would accept uh, from the Ukrainian government was the denazification of Ukraine. And yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. So my understanding, ah, oh God, I had notes on, on this subject because I thought that this is what we were going to go into because this is probably something where I, I think, I think we can, I think of the trio here, I'm probably going to be the one who most advocates for not not just the existence of a government, but that that government should intervene, especially in things like this. Okay. Um, You're an intelligent man, and I'm interested to hear your thoughts <laughs> on it. Because most intelligent people, truly intelligent people, don't need a governing body to tell them how to live their lives. But in a scenario like this to organize, maybe a government might be useful. So I'm interested to hear your take. I think the most intelligent people I've met create systems where they surround themselves with other people who know more than them. Absolutely. I I think that's something that I I agree that you don't necessarily need a government for. Um, I I, I think the more that you create systems around that, I, I think it serves the, I think it serves a better purpose or that it's a practical necessity. Um, one of the, one of the big things that, I mean, well, do, do we want to go into, do we want to go into Russia specifically or, or do we want to kind of go into, um, the necessity of government more broadly? I'd, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to hear your take on the necessity of government. So this, this actually definitely ties into Russia really well, 
where I think in a part of the world like the Ukraine, um, in my heart of hearts, I, I'm an anarcho-capitalist. In, in my heart of hearts, I, I, I want that. But I've, I've come to realize that, that that's not realistic. And even if it was, I don't see it happening in my lifetime. So I don't find a whole lot of purpose in, in talking about what Ancapistan will look like, so to speak. So, so you look, so you look at something like, so you look at something like the Ukraine, right? And it's like, well, how would anarchy? One of the, one of the things I asked in in kind of the old groups that I was in with with Dan and 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 um, Neptune, and, yeah, Neptune. Um, thank you. Yep. One of the one of the questions I asked people was, how does a um, ANCAP community? hold off the forces of a nation that has given up its freedom to create a really strong government. Right. If we have an ANCAP community in the Ukraine, how on earth do they defend themselves against Russia? Right. You, you kind of need to set up a government that, that, that negotiates treaties with other foreign powers in order to protect yourself. Could you not argue that could be done by a well-regulated militia? It, it could, but does that happen? I mean, I mean now. Does I, it happen I, now? I mean, I've seen where guerrilla warfare tactics seem to be working in more places than they than they don't. Like, like that that that's something I've seen throughout history quite well, actually. Absolutely. I mean, historically, it's been tried and true. I look at look at what you had to deal with in Afghanistan, right, Paul? Sure. Um, you may not have seen combat or what have you, but the, the U.S. military, the mightiest military in the history of the entire world, as we know it, struggled fighting a bunch of illiterate goat farmers, right? Did, and it's because they, they didn't abide by any sort of... Too? The rice farmers, too. <laughs> and before that, potato farmers. And it's the, the history continues to prove that when it's not an organized military and doesn't abide by any rules of engagement, that it's more difficult for an organized military to fight. Now, I'm not saying that Russia is playing by all the rules. I'm not saying Ukraine, obviously, is not playing by all the rules because they have a lot of ragtag militia dudes out there. Uh, Paul and I actually have a mutual acquaintance who is in Ukraine and dealing with all kinds of shit right now. But... Uh, you know, I, I think I keep our group chat, Jimmy, uh, pretty updated on what's going on with him. Uh, oh, I think absolutely. You've, uh, you've you've almost kept us up to date. Like anytime you catch any information from him, you you definitely throw it over there to us. And you know, it's interesting yeah. seeing it's interesting seeing that perspective. Um, you know, I like having that, and I'm I, I'm enjoying having you know Paul's perspective down here too. I uh, it's it's good repertoire to get out here and talk about these kind of things because that's the problem yeah. nowadays is. Nobody talks about them. You you just immediately start slinging Lord knows what at each other on the internet, and that's right. that that's a big problem I think with a lot of things just in general that even lead to things like conflict, like because people just don't you know conversate anymore. I guess. But I think the, the the problem you're describing is much more of an issue on the left than it is on the right. Sure. I, I think that the, the left has way more problems with people being 
uh, canceled for having conversations. I, I mean, it, I, don't, I don't know how much you pay attention to the Twitch sphere um, or the Twitch space. I'm, but I'm, I'm actually already banned from Twitch thanks to the Red Pill Project. So, yeah, well, well. M- m- uh, well, j- you uh, you can join uh, the big lefty Twitch streamer Destiny, who just got banned from Twitch for advocating that uh, for advocating that trans women, which is men, you know, who who think that they're women, uh, clinically that's what we're talking about, um, that they shouldn't compete in the same sports with bio- in the same. Uh, Category is biological women. I think that's what got us kicked off Twitch too. That that yes. So 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 you have left. You have just straight up not 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 even left leaning. You have left wing people being kicked off Twitch um, because they're not this visit- anymore. Well, they never are. They, they, they the the purity tests never stop until they end up eating each other. Um, right. It's a, it's a witch hunt. And I think that the right definitely has its own problems with purity tests for sure, but I don't think they're anywhere near as vitriolic and divisive as the left uh, runs into just because they're so obsessed with finding out who's the most woke, who's the most uh, pure in thought and and the most accepting and the best ally. And it just goes nowhere. Uh, as, as as far as the general population, I definitely like see that. But as far as on the actual political spectrum, like the the right is just as bad. They just hide it better. Like, yep. Where the where the left is just wide open about it. They're just like, hey, we're doing this effed up thing, and you're gonna have to deal with it because we're gonna keep doing it. Like, and it's just like, y'all, it's it's more of that crap that I'm, <clears throat> you know. In my perspective, it's the bottom versus the top. It's not left versus right, middle, and like that. That is the illusion and the problem because everybody's just fighting each other. And when you've got all these not so rich psychopaths that have been in political office or in, you know, these giant corporations for 50 plus years going on for some of them even and it's just like what that's dictatorship there's no question about that and these giant corporations are using lobbying which is just bribery to get their way inside of the government like that's like that there's we are we we live in a we we live in a national socialist nation currently regardless of what people want to believe and and it's because it's because of the overreach of the government like we have our our federal government is so massive and so you know as is so intrusive me you and ox here can't go a single day without technically committing a felony like at least one and you know like there's there's statistics that so that show most average people commit three a day unknowingly because it's just so it's just felonies so or felonies well, or let me ask or, you if I state question. and local crimes felonies might I ask you a question, guys? Have you ever been outside and left a bucket out there and then it rained and you just accidentally committed a felony? Bro, that's you. Rained? I know over there in California, it's like that, like for sure. Like, and yeah, it's, it's a state. forbid you try and prevent getting killed by the drought. It's a, it's a state, it's a state level, like high charge out here. If you get caught, like, there's not people going out to look for it, but like if if you're if you were caught doing something illegal here, they're gonna definitely make sure they add it to your 
to your list to make sure those charges are yeah. even bigger. Yeah. Well, so so the so even something like that, right? right you, you you look at you look at right. Where the hell does a rainwater law pro, uh, pro, prohibition come from? Watersheds. And, the watersheds. So, so, so and- my my understanding was that the, the original purpose behind that was that you had in in very urban and dense areas you had people collecting rainwater that that was actually really tainted and really bad for you that if you were collecting runoff uh, off of rooftops from se- sure. from skyscrapers that that you couldn't drink this sure. the problem and and that yeah like it made sense like no people you you can't you can't set up buckets to to collect runoff of the empire state building not unless and, you know how to filter it I mean, not unless you know how to filter it, but but it, let, let's be real. Most people don't, and, and they're true. they're just gonna drink themselves stupid. True. Um. So, but 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 the the greater issue is you have a law like that 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 has somewhat of a basis in reality for existing, and then it gets applied everywhere, and it completely loses its purpose. Which I think that's the broader problem is that you, you have laws that that have some basis in reality. But they get applied too broadly. But instead um, of instead of making it illegal, why don't you make it a thing that you teach people how to filter their own water? Like that should uh, that, that should right. Be All of the money you necessity. put into campaigning yeah. and crusading for this, you could put into an educational campaign instead. And and like because I mean I think that's a necessity that every human on Earth should absolutely know how to do. You should be able to go to a muddy puddle and figure <laughs> out how to turn it into clean fresh water for you to drink. Oh, to 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 be clear, you're 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 pushing an open door with me. If you think that 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 should be decriminalized, like I, th- th- there's no sensible world where I think that's a criminal activity. All no. all I'm getting all I'm getting at is that I, I I like to understand where these things come from and why they exist in the first sure. place. Because sure. I think that's that's a big part of, I think that's a big part of reversing a lot of these bad policies is talking to the people you have to you have to talk to these people on their level right you you have, we can't we can't approach these laws from well they violate my my ancap um you to, you know they, they violate my my anarcho capitalist principles therefore they're bad right you, you the people who are making this don't care about don't care about that you have to you have to meet them at their level where you talk about, well, is this actually achieving the thing that you want it to? Right. And it, it does it actually make sense to apply it more broadly um, to, to people out in the rural, out in rural America? Right. Does that make sense? Sure. I, I think, I think, yeah, I think a lot of times we get sucked into this violates that, you know, th- this policy violates the non-aggression principle. Therefore it's terrible and we can't have it. Right. And, and that's true. Right. At, at in my heart of hearts, that is why I, I think a lot of this stuff is untenable and I don't accept it. But that's not the argument we should use against people who do believe in, in that sort of thing, because it's not convincing to them. I mean, I always I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I somewhat get, I mean, I mean, I understand what you're saying for sure. But like, I, and, I, and I'll somewhat agree, but like, I, I don't, you know, I, I definitely don't run with it as being like, oh, it it's a it's the non-aggression principle stuff i I run more with it as just the baseline like government is force anything done with government is done at the end of a gun period because if you don't you know do uh, abide by whatever it is at the end of the day they'll just shoot you like sure 
period. And all interaction and, should be purely voluntary. Yes. End of and, discussion. And like and like <clears throat> because because it is such a way, like it's 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 more of a it's more of an education basis. Like everything automatically goes to, oh, well, there needs to be a law. No, there needs to be, uh, there needs to be someone needs to teach this. Like this needs, this is an opportunity for teaching. Like not a law doesn't teach anything. A law just says, well, this is bad. Whether, whether you believe it's not or not is or not, we're telling you this is bad. And if you don't abide by it, we can kill you or put you in a cage. And like, that like i don't i don't believe at the current state that the you know the united states government is that there is any plausible feasible way to use the system against itself to fix the system because it was designed to do exactly what it's doing i hmm. i disagree to an extent all right and i i, I think the um I think the abolish the police movement is a really, really good example of how you can use the existing system against itself. So for better or so for better or worse, right now, politicians, right, we, we, we understand that police are the government, right? Like, this is why, this is why we, find, we find it so hilarious whenever police are like waving don't tread on me flags and it's like, you know. Right, they're man, treading. You're right, right. You are the one doing the treading. What, what are you doing? Yeah, they're the <laughs> yeah you, you, are, you are the government that, that you're protesting against, um, but, right? But for better or worse, when police talk about the government, they don't see themselves as a part of that, right? They see themselves as the separate entity, the police, and they're separate, right? This is why you'll run into police who are like, oh, God, I hate what they're doing at the state. You know, I hate what they're doing, what my city is doing. It's so stupid. Like, I'm- so don't I'm enforce just- it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Instead of complaining about it and and, and continuing, like, like you know, because I'm going to tell you right now, because the police- it, the defund the police hasn't got anywhere. You can't tell me it has because not only did Trump sign in more police funding, Biden's working on it now. And like, I got, I got, a, I got a story I'm working on here actually locally, personally, because I keep being harassed and they're quoting a overturned thing that cost a lot of people. It's called Penn versus Mims. And he, and he pulled me out of my car telling me that that, that gave him the permission to do so. And when I was like, well, that was overturned and that cop lost not only his job, but his partners lost their job and they ended (laughs) up having to get rid of a whole bunch of people because of that. I was sent on my way, but I learned during that interaction that he uses that quote with every person he pulls over and that's intentionally violating someone's rights. And they, they actually, they actually just did a bust on the side of the interstate in the same town. And I almost guarantee that that same law was quoted and used to do that bust. Well, so do, are, are you familiar with the, uh, the first amendment audits? Sure. The, the, yeah. For, 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 for those watching who, who may not be aware, there's this, there's this group of people. They're not necessarily a group. Uh, it's not an official group. It's just anyone who, who does this. Uh, first amendment auditors are people with a cell phone or a video camera, and they will go, outside of a police station or a government building or when the police are, are detaining someone on the side of the road and they'll just start filming them 
And they'll yeah. do this because this is a First Amendment protected activity. That that filming is a First Amendment protected activity. Correct. And you'll have police and they're doing this to test what is the police's reaction. Now, most of the videos that end up getting that end up getting posted, the police react pretty terribly to this. They, they, they end up either they, they end up <clears throat> seriously questioning the people doing this, threatening them and a lot of times detaining and arresting them. And the famous case, I think it was back in 2014 or 2015, there was a case in Texas called Turner v. Driver, where I think his name is Chris Turner. Um, he was filming, I want to say it was either the Dallas or, or Fort Worth PD, and they threw him in the back of a trooper car. Long story short, um, he, he's... he's um, they say that the officer is in the wrong and the, uh, I think it was the third circuit court of appeals rules that that filming police is justified. And they call this the Turner V driver decision. Well, not a couple months later, Turner is having cops cite to him Turner V driver as the reason he's not allowed to film them because they're saying, Oh, there's this new ruling that Turner V driver says that you can't film us. When he's the one in the court case that established the opposite. So it, it's, it's just one of those things that police do just straight up lie to you about what the, about what the law says. But they want to have their cake and eat it too, right? They want to tell you what the law is. But if you start telling them, well, aren't I allowed to do this uh, based on Turner v. Driver, right? If they immediately come back with, oh, look, we got a lawyer here. Okay. Right. They, they they so heavily frown upon you actually knowing the law. Um, and I don't know what to do. That That's a cultural issue, not a legal issue. So there's no law you pass that changes that. It's the same reason in, in my locale you get um, you get police referring to open carry advocates outside of the Capitol you get them referring to on the radio that referring to them as constitutionalists. And it's, it, what, what do you do about a police force that references people in a derogatory sense as constitutionalists? Well, like, wait a minute, you're, you're, you swore an oath to defend and uphold the constitution. Aren't you supposed to be the ultimate constitutionalist? It's yeah. It, it, but, but again, that, that's a cultural issue. Sure. I have a question regarding your thoughts on the Constitution itself, my friend. Um, do you believe that your rights only exist from the Constitution? Thereby asking, I guess, if the Constitution is ever amended in a way that is less favorable to your liberties, does it still apply? Or are your liberties greater than that? Do they come from a higher power than just a piece of paper? So... I'll take the I'll take the very uh, controversial take <laughs> here. I I think in a functional sense or, or in a, in a real sense, rights don't exist, um, and that it's only our efforts to codify them that makes them real. And and right, I think I think it's obvious that that rights don't exist in just how easy it is to declare something a right. 
right? Like all of a sudden, healthcare is right. All of a sudden, housing's are right. All, all of a sudden, all these things are rights. And it's like, okay, well, clearly these are being pulled from nowhere. Um, I, I believe in rights as a concept that, that we should guarantee to everyone, but, but I believe in negative rights, right? I, ne- negative rights being the thing that the labor of someone else is not required for you to possess it. Right. So, so this is really well codified by the first five amendments of the constitution, right? The freedom of the press. It's, it's basically to say the government can't stop you from doing this, right? The government can't stop you from, from keeping and bearing arms, right? The, the, the right is not, you have a right to a gun, right? I have a right to Daniel Defense making a gun for me. That's not what it is. I just have a right that the government can't stop me from having one. Sure. I don't have a right to the thing. So for those arguing that healthcare is a right in the same way that the second amendment is a right, you would be arguing that I have a right to seek healthcare and I have a right to get healthcare, but I don't have a right to healthcare, right? I can't just walk into a doctor's office or I can't just walk into a hospital and it's my right that, that you give me, that, that you provide me healthcare. Uh, sure. I think, I think that mandating anybody else be on board and uh, mandating their labor completely, you know, free of charge, that's slavery. Let's call it what it is. That's slavery, right? It is. It is. But, but, but I, I, I only say that that rights don't, don't exist in, in a real sense. Number one, just by how easy it is for people to label things rights. And number two, how evident it is, how clearly evident it is that these things can be taken away really easily. Right. I, I mean, are, are the people in the Ukraine going to argue that they have, a, that, you know, they have a right to the pursuit of happiness? It certainly doesn't feel like it right now. Um, for a lot of them, it certainly doesn't feel that, like they have a right to life. Um, so so it, it's, it's hard to argue that the, the, the universe certainly doesn't respect these things. Um, but should we be working to preserve negative rights? Absolutely, 100 percent. You'll never you'll never hear me argue to the contrary. But I do think you need something like a constitution in order to actually establish these and get people to respect them. But see, but see that that's where actually the problem lies, because if you need that piece of paper for it to exist, as soon as somebody writes that it doesn't, it doesn't exist anymore. Right. And that's kind of what I was asking. Like that's that that's con- it's it's contradictive in itself. Like I I believe naturally it's existing on this planet that humans you know got the right to exist and such. You weren't forced to be here, so like you know I don't think that people's labor should be given over to you. I don't actually believe in the modern healthcare system outside of surgeries because most of it is nothing but for profit and none of it actually fucking works yep. and. Um, you know, people, this is another educational, this is another educational area where if people were taught that there are things literally in their front yard and backyard that are there for a purpose and not just a fucking kill, like that there wouldn't be as many gigantically overweight, uh, unhealthy, 
you know, mentally disabled people. I mean, I don't mean like mentally disabled, like, you know, like something's wrong. I mean, mentally disabled, like you've got a clear mental problem because you think that, you know, something that you aren't, or you, you know, you've got a bunch of disassociation problems and, you know, a lot of this stuff can, can be solved with a more natural diet instead of eating the garbage that's made by the same company that makes the pills to try to cure you, cure you from it. Like this is back into the system being created a specific way. And we're trying to use that specific way created system to fix this system. And that's just literally insanity running in circles because our parents, our parents, 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 were trying to vote our way to freedom and look how much we've got left today because they want to keep turning everything into written law. This is that whole pen is mightier than the sword thing. And I thank Neptune for finally jumping in to join us on towards the, you know, last good half hour, maybe of this conversation. We're going to see where it goes. How you doing, buddy? Welcome Neptune. We are covering, we are covering the constitution and such. Just talking in general. Um, to catch you up real quick we i was speaking on how he had just got telling us how like you know he doesn't think rights exist and that's you know that's cool and that we need a piece of paper to, for them to exist and i was just arguing that if if they only exist because of that piece of paper they they cease to exist once that piece of paper gets destroyed so that's about where we were well they exist as long as as mutual people are willing to respect them right okay. That, well, that 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 among, among right if if i'm if i'm in a room with it, right if i'm locked in a room with a serial killer right if i if i'm locked in a room with jeffrey dahmer functionally i don't have any rights right if, i have no expectation that this person is going to respect them right so so rights appear to be rights appear to me to be those those things that a community of people recognizes cannot be taken from any other member of the community. So that's what rights are. That, would you argue that might equals right? In well, it's not that might equals right. It's just, it, it's it's that might does win. Um, so then might equals right. Might when someone wants to take something, if they are capable of it, they will. In an actual sense, yes. Okay. Okay, just just trying to figure out where you stand on this in, in nomenclature versus in practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, do, do I think do I think it's 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 a good thing that whoever's the strongest ultimately gets to dictate their morals to everyone? No, I don't think so. But I think looking at history, like it's it's pretty obvious that the, the people <laughs> the people who won are the people who had the strongest who were able to most effectively. Uh, govern and most effectively impose their will on everyone else. That that it didn't matter who had the more solid grounding in morality and more sure. solid grounding in ethics. It didn't matter uh, if you had that. What mattered was if you could defeat the the next strongest guy who wanted to invade your town. Sure, that's why we speak English and South America speaks Spanish. You know, I mean, look absolutely, at the South America speaks a lot more German than it does Spanish. True. <laughs> uh, Paul's got a point, and Ox does as well. Uh, so to kind of piggyback off of that, uh, I can't remember where I heard this quoted before, but the old saying goes is that in practice, 
whether it's written on paper or not, your rights are only as good as what you are willing to defend. Yes. And I believe this is 100% true yep. because even if in, even in a reality where uh, what we define as our rights, be them on paper or not, we only have that if we are willing to stand up for it. And therein comes a matter of personal accountability to uh, the person or the population. I mean, if we were sovereign, uh, more so, and this is, I don't want to get too far on a segue here, uh, but if states were sovereign and recognized their own rights independent of uh, the capital, the reality is that the people who live under those laws, they would have to be willing to defend those because if someone else wanted to trample on the backs of everyone else, which is the reality we live in today, it comes down to the matter of who is really willing to stand up for themselves. Okay, so I mean, Neptune, but, you're kind of you're kind of glitchy a little bit. But where, but where I would, but where I would, okay. So, all right, you, you're here. You exist. Do you not have the right to feed your family without being impeded on? Not if there's a more, not if there's a a stronger guy down the road who stops you from doing that. I mean, I, I believe in I, I believe in respecting people's ability to feed their family. But again, you know, if if do I have the right to feed my family if I live in Poland under the USR circa 1940, you know, circa 1940, do, do, you know, do I have the right functionally uh, so, speaking so, to feed so, my so, family? So, I mean, I mean, and, and, and I'm going to break this like this is going to be dropping it way down with this. The way sure. I'm seeing this is that what you're telling me is that you think that if you're not underneath America and underneath their paperwork, that you don't deserve nor have any rights whatsoever that they don't that, that they have, like because you're in another country. It's not that you don't deserve them. It's just do you actually it's it's that do they functionally manifest in your life? That's what I'm getting at. I, I'm not trying I'm not trying to say that that they don't deserve this or like, oh, you live in you live in Russia. So fuck your family. You don't well, get to but, feed them. But, but, but I'm saying, though, like you, you, you inherently just for existing, you should have you you have the the you know, you have the right to live without it being because everything that's, you know, kill wise is government. All the biggest atrocities in history, no matter what you look at, are government or even government laws, because like you can't. There's, there's more proof to show that there was much more harmony here in native times than there actually was claimed by the education system. And that most of the big atrocities that have come across the, you know, here were by the invading forces just you know, literally coming in here to take what they wanted. Because you know, we, we, talked, we talked about this last night, how when you really get into history, the people that were the pilgrims were people that were banished from everywhere else. Like it, it wasn't about being being persecuted for religious beliefs. It was about being complete pieces of shit. To an extent, I, I think that depends. I think that depends on the um, on the time. I, I think I think there are lots of instances where you do have um, settlers moving out um, in pursuit of in pursuit of of 
well, in pursuit of happiness, in pursuit of actually establishing I mean, you got, land. You got the, Span- the Spanish came here to conquer. And then you've mm-hmm. got the pilgrims and though the pilgrims and that's the specific group i'm talking about that first pilgrim group were literally people that were banished they weren't settlers they were banished like they were they they had nowhere else to go because they were garbage you know creatures most of ones that are when you start getting into really start getting into it you can find that you know just like i i like to remind people every head president official that we've ever had in this country has related to each other and related back to King James and except one, which was Martin Van Buren. And even he did some really fucked up shit when you dig into who he was. So it's not like he wasn't really a part of it anyway. I'm not, I'm not sure what you mean by that, 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 that all the presidents have related back to the the King James. It's because it's been one bloodline the entire time running America. So Obama is related to correct. <laughs> okay, I, you can look it up. I, there's, there's, there was a young lady who actually won a science fair proving it because she did all the work herself to go back through and prove that every president in existence was related back to King James. And like, and we're, and I'm talking, you know, the evil sick dude that rewrote the Bible into English into his perverted vision of what it is. So, so I'll just grant. So I'll just grant that that's true. So what? So what? Yeah. So you so 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 you don't think that it has something to do with the system being innate and you know built to do what the system's doing exactly today? Um I mean I, I, I prefer we be more specific about what we're getting at, but but I, I'm I'm not yeah, I I guess you'd have to elaborate further. I mean, like, like you, you, you keep explaining how we need this paperwork or how we need to have a government system in existence to do this, that, and the other, you know, and I, I'm totally okay if that's what you guys want to do, if you guys want to go have your existing government system over there. Like, I'm okay with, I'm personally okay with every form of ism and whatnot it, there is doing their own thing. Leave me the fuck alone. Because yeah, like, so, so I don't I don't want to, you know, it's got all of it at the end of the day, all of it at the end of the day needs to be voluntary. You can, you shouldn't force any other group of people to follow your ism because you think your ism is the best ism. Sure. And, and to be clear, my, my 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 primary my primary argument, and this seems kind of roundabout. Um, so I'm, I'm but but I am curious for your thoughts on this. My, my primary argument for the need for government in order to maintain maximal freedom, right, that, that, that we need, right, that there's a set of freedoms that is the most that it's possible to have. Um, in order to actually preserve that, you need, in any, in any meaningful sense, if you want to preserve that, you need to have a government that's actually set up to, to protect you from that. Because the problem is, how do you stop the problem is that even though we as a, as a collective have agreed that we're going to respect each other's rights, that we're going to respect each other's freedoms and that we're general, right. In general, we're We're, we agree to leave each other alone. Sure. Right. The problem is, well, what do we do about the people one ocean away who do not want to leave us alone? And they've all given up their freedoms and they're all working in just this hive mind, you know, commun- communist collective and they, they've they've you know either sacrificed their freedom or they've just had it taken from them 
how do how do we stop them when they inevitably invade right i, th- I think the answer is you ulti- you ultimately need a a larger or equivalently large organization to stop them from doing that i mean but at one at, at one point in time no country uh, no other country on this earth was stupid enough to ever think of coming inland to america like that was, I mean, that was even things said by generals of other countries and stuff. Like, and, Hiro, and, Hiro and, that, and, and that was when that was when things were like, you know, it. And it's not even much about a respect thing, but this is back into, you know, like where, where I stand on like gun rights. I think I think every single gun law in existence is an infringement upon your your right to own whatever you need to own to defend yourself, and and. <clears throat> You know, so what if Tristan's got a nuke and I don't? That's cool. I'm just going to make sure I become Tristan's friend. Like, there's, uh, it's just like, I, I just don't, I, it, all gun laws, period, are a problem. And even, even ones that are just for stupid accessories or whatever, like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Hey, if it was invented and it was created and you can, and it was out there, you should be able to purchase it. Like, that, or purchase it or figure out how to make it yourself in some form of way without fear of, you know, the ATF showing up to your house. So, can I give you guys, can I I give you guys like a little anecdote here real quick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Paul and I uh, grew up in Southern California. I'm still stranded here until uh, the housing market crashes so I can afford anything. Uh, but having said that, because I only have so many kidneys you know, I can't sell all of them and get the fuck out in a hurry. But uh, I had a very, very dear friend who Paul has also met. Uh, he goes by Ironclad. His name's Kevin. Uh, sweet guy. He's working as a gunsmith up in Montana now. I'd really love to have him on the show at some point. Really, really good guy. If you can get, but, if you can get him for me, I'd love to have him out here to talk. Uh, he's hard to reach, man. He's he's his own. He's his own man. He's one black powder shooting contest and whatnot. I brag about him a ton. But anyway, I went to go visit him when he was living in the Prescott, Arizona area. Uh, he worked for Ruger at the time, I believe. Uh, he was also going to Yavapai College for gunsmithing. Really, really solid guy. But firearms are his whole entire existence, you know? That's what he does. And uh, anyway, very talented. But I went out there to go visit him, and there's open carry just legal in Arizona. Now coming from Southern California, that is fucking not a thing, (laughs) you know? And so here I am, we were staying at uh, the house of Hans Vang. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Vang comp tactical shotguns, but uh, that's who Kevin was living with at the time. So Hans is an interesting cat. And, uh, you know, he, he was like, Hey man, let's get you some real Arizona clothes. And I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, go grab some, uh, some overalls out of my closet. Okay, whatever. So I'm wearing overalls around town. He goes, now grab yourself a gun. You can open carry however the hell you want out here. And I went, okay. So here I am going down to the grocery store with like, you know, whatever the hell I got on my hip and you see little grannies carrying. And it's a, I, I just have to say this. It's a much more polite society when everyone is not only expected to be armed, but is armed, you know, I've I've always heard that. That, that the when, society is the polite society or whatever. And I, it's I true. Believe that. When grannies can blow your fucking face off because you're going to steal their purse, you're not going to steal their purse. 
we have a, the, we have a town here in Georgia um, called Kennesaw, and it's the and that entire town actually. And you know, I'm against mandates, but that entire town has a mandate that says if you live in that town at the age of 21, you have to get a handgun. And there is no crime in Kennesaw, Georgia. <laughs> That's the coolest, (laughs) but also most ass backwards mandate. Like it is, it's completely ass backwards. Like it is, but it's just it is it is a thing. And like you know, I'm I'm against it because it's a mandate. Because I'm like, no, fuck you and your mandates. But like at the same time, it actually produced results. You know that people are looking for. It's one of the it's one of the safest towns in that town. Like those cops have nothing to do but be Andy Griffith. You know what I mean? Like. Right. You'll actually go through there and see them changing tires and stuff like that, not pulling over speeders. Like it's 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 surprising. That's awesome. That's that's I, don't, I mean I don't know if Neptune gets that though down there, do you? I mean I know Savannah's Savannah's a hotbed, like I stay away from there. Yeah. Uh, Savannah in particular uh, most people down here are back in the so uh, the ones that really uh, that commit uh, crime happens uh, after dark definitely don't have daylight because everyone walking around town uh, is gone. It's and really hard true. to understand them. I'm yeah. not sure if anyone else is having. Yeah, Neptune, you sound like a robot, my dude. That's okay. Bob. Your connection's kind of wonky. I think he he he's bandit for today. He's yeah. Bandit. He's good. Watch him. He'll log back in. He did. That's what. That's what Bandit kept doing. He, because he, uh, uh, we were picking on him in the group chat earlier. Because he's got a whole issue going on with his internet. It'll be working fine for quite some time, and he'll be sitting there conversating with us. And then mid sentence, he just goes black. <laughs> so we're 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 still working out some kinks. So far, Ox and Morpheus and me seem to have the best internet connection going for everything. <laughs> Yeah, I have really killer Wi-Fi in my place. I'm lucky because there's fuck home for oh, reception. Oh, you probably got like amazing Wi-Fi over there in California. Like I, I had to pay a little bit of extra money, but I got pretty decent stuff going on. It's good enough that the boy can play video games while I'm doing things like <laughs> yeah. this. So, oh, I got I got fiber optic right out there in the street. Literally, the lowest package we could get was 500 up and down. Oh wow! Oh my god! That's ridiculous. <laughs> like that, I thought I was paying a little much, paying almost a hundred, but never mind. Like. It's stupid here. Like, and it's funny because so my phone is a Motorola, right? But it's like just the generation before I can use Wi-Fi calling. So my cell reception here is hot dog shit on its best day. Uh, And I still have to call people like that because my stupid clown phone won't actually call people over Wi-Fi. So thank you, India. Good Lord. So, so, to get so, uh, sorry, I'm I'm just I'm just thinking on this. If I could ask, no, no, um, I, I this for the both of you. I uh, I'm just curious. Um, have 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 both of you read The Lord of the Flies at some yes, point? Absolutely, dude. My so brother, I, Christ, we read it in school together. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, uh, I asked that because I know our class got assigned to read it. I I spark note. The spark noted the crap out of that. I, I <laughs> but I, yeah, if I, I <laughs> if I was to create that situation, right, where I had very adolescent uh, kids on an island and they didn't receive the morality of their parents, 
do you think they would arrive at the same concept of rights that we have? I, I do because like throughout history, there even when you when you go through the constitutions of other you know existing republics that have existed throughout history that have turned into things that they didn't start out to be like they inherently had similar rights you know in within their within their constitutions and such like it's not our constitution isn't a isn't something special or different or like a you know like a weird blip on the radar like it 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 the only reason it's lasted as as long as it has is because there is people there are it's sorry there are people out there that do you know understand inherently what their you know natural born right to exist is like again i you didn't ask to be here you didn't ask to you didn't ask to get sent into you know afghanistan and stuff like that like you didn't ask to have the life that you have here like it's 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 a whole higher level of consciousness. It's a different conversation for another day that I love getting into, but I'm not going to drag it out with that. But like it, it like at the end of the day, like humans, if you're here, you should be able to continue to exist. Are there bad people? Yes. I'm not going to say there's not, there's always going to be bad people, but that's the point. Like if there is those bad, there are those bad people and such, you need to be able to have the right to defend yourself in any means necessary against that bad person. Because they're, I'm never going to say that we are going to have a place where there isn't bad people because that's, that's, and that's, that would make me sound crazy. And that's not true. But like, no matter what you do, no matter what it seems you do, I can say one trait that's here in America is that we always seem to put the bad people in charge of ourselves. So I think that whatever we got going on in the system we're using is definitely not the thing we need to be using because it doesn't seem to work. Like it's, it's been, it's been the same trouble stuff. Well, so I think, I, I think it's really important to keep these things in context too. So I, I, I agree that I'm not a fan of the people that, that we, that we, have as leaders of our politics um pretty much at any point i i I'm, I'm not yeah i'm not i'm not a fan of i'm not a fan of these people um however i i also i also really like the the quote uh i i forget who said this um but aside from every other political system that has ever existed ever the u.s is the worst <laughs> right if i if i ignore if i deliberately ignore every other tyranny that's ever existed every yeah. other every other government yeah. that has existed in, in if i ignore all of those then yeah america is bad but i'm also not going to play this game where i pretend that america is this uniquely terrible country like come on like we have it the best that anyone in in the history of the world has ever had it um and i think to I think to pretend otherwise is, I I, I feel some type of way about that. <laughs> I, 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 I think to believe that we have it the best that we've ever had it on the planet is naive because who's had it better? At, look at look 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 at our look look at the people. Look at the terrible mortality rate. Look at the sick people. Look at the look at the mentally unstable people. Like we, uh, but, this no, this but, society is is a joke like there's there's there is nothing that that sure we have cool things like tvs and phones and the internet but like that 
that that's none of that is important. This society is as poor as could be because they don't have any cultural. They couldn't survive without any kind of system. There's very few people out here that can do things like I do and do it all myself without having to go to the store. Like I can go outside that, right now and do it myself. Like, but that's a cultural thing, right? I, I think we I think we need to sep- we we need to separate w- why we need to separate the best system on earth, right? The best system on earth that kind of ignores the culture as much as possible. And what, and what are the best cultures? Because I think you can give a, I think you can give a good culture, a bad system and they'll make it work. I don't think you can give a bad culture, a good system and they'll make it work. What's, what's different from this constitutional Republic that was different from the other constitutional republics that have existed. Well, you'll have to give me other examples, but I know that that in Uganda, right? In Uganda, they they, they have they have their constitution guarantees housing and healthcare, and they have neither, right? It it, do, it doesn't matter what your constitution guarantees you. It it matters what your infrastructure and what your people are actually willing to 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 work towards. What what your infrastructure is capable of providing. But right. But if- but like if you if you have read the Federalist Papers, you would understand that they even said that the people in the society of Cincinnati were behind the Constitution and that it was intentionally written to become the festering thing that it is today. Like it was written in such a way that that they could and purposely interpret it and change things along the way to make these amendments so that like, you know, you don't actually you, you know. It was a plan like it's very outlaid in the Federalist Papers how that was a plan and that like there was a reason there was so many people against it to begin with. In general, I don't think people plan things very far. Um, I, I think people have a very bad sense of what's going to happen. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I think I think, you know. Putin had a sense that that the Ukrainian invasion was going to be a quick, you know, in and out, you know, displace the government in Kiev and get out. And I think, you know, I think people in general are just a very poor judge of, of future events. Um, I, I don't think we can predict, especially with things, especially with society um, and the amount of variables that society prevents. I don't think we can predict the, these these wild changes. It's like when people were talking about the election back in 2016. Like I gar- like oh, I guarantee Hillary's going to win. I guarantee Trump is going to win. I was like I don't I don't believe anyone, right? I, I don't I don't think anyone is connected to all 300 million, you know, 160 million voters in this country that I don't think anyone I, I don't know. I I think these things are kind of unpredictable in a, in a lot of senses. I mean, my, my advice to you is to actually dig deeper and take things with a larger grain of salt because like I, I, I see, I see a lot of the things that you're talking about and I was totally there maybe 15, 20 years ago. And like the further I've dove into history and it's, it's a puzzle because, you know, it's written by the victors. And if you don't divulge into it all over the world, not just all over this country, but if you don't divulge into it from all over the world and take the time to piece these, these puzzle pieces together, then, yeah, you don't realize that there's a lot more things that have been going on 
you know, that are beyond your reach or people that are beyond your even knowledge that exist that are pulling strings to make sure these things happen. Like there is things that have been openly done throughout like the World Economic Forum in the past five to 10 years that they have brought to fruition. There's things in the Davos agenda that they have done in the past five you know, years or so that they have brought to agenda, you know, they brought to fruition like these there it's, there's, there's definitely things out there going on that are pre-planned and have been pre-planned by the, the same bloodline of people, which you can, you know, when you start, when you start putting these bloodlines of people together, you can actually see how many of them have actually been in these same sort of positions of power throughout history. It's just not something that is openly talked about because they, you know, they're obviously, they don't want to stop their ruling class abilities that they have worldwide because it's not just, it's not just our country. It's not just, you know, you know, the, from my perspective of what I've learned throughout learning all of these things throughout history and such is that usually the places that are demonized, especially by the West are probably not the ones that are actually the bad guys. They're just not the ones that want to take part in their games and their, you know, like federal reserve system and stuff, because that, that the federal reserve banking cartel has clearly something that is, you know, definitely behind America and like, you know, current America and, getting their seed planted all over the world throughout different means necessary, you know, like they between, between things like wars and, you know, just, you know, covert stuff that goes on and other, you know, black market budgets that are black budgets and stuff that actually exist, you know, money that goes missing from Pentagon and stuff like that. Like it's, it, there's, there's clearly something else going on. And I think that if you don't think there's clearly something bigger behind all of it, that, that there's still some more catching up to do. And I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to come at you. I'm just trying to say as general, like I, sure. I really, I really think that people need to realize that there's further beyond this, this pretend system stage that we're fed because there's nothing that comes out of that idiot box or comes across your radio that isn't FCC approved to make sure that it's giving you the message that they're trying to send to you. Like it, if I, if I might interject, uh, I think what they try to do is make it all digestible for your common man. Your common man can't wrap his head around the fact that there are people who pull strings whose names we don't know and whose faces we don't see. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. They, I mean, they that, go, that, that's the you point believe of this policy. or that. Yeah. They give you a binary. They go, you believe this or that. And if you're against this, then you're for that. But that's, they but that's the indoctrination it. of the state and from, from right. where I'm at. Right. Like, exactly. Exactly. Like that, that was but how many... How many revolutions has the Federal Reserve funded without us having to fire a shot? How many dictators have been unseated and democratically replaced? And they happen to always be leaders that scratch our backs whenever we need any sort of trade or what or, have you or, with that. Or movie actors from our country. Yeah. That yeah. might be clones of George Soros, but that's a whole different conversation. I'm <laughs> not going to get into right now. Wait. Yeah, I'm 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 generally pretty averse to uh, attri attributing grand conspiracy to to the goings on of the world. I, I I think I think the world is a very very big place and has a lot of things going on all the time. Um, and that every every individual has their own agenda. Uh, at the end of the day, I I I'm I I generally 
I'm inclined to believe that that people are are including people in in the government. Um, they're just people that are looking out for themselves and are are mostly minding their own business. I don't um, I I don't know how much I buy the idea that that there's shadowy figures in the background pulling the strings um of of society and we we've all just got the blanket pulled over our eyes i'm i'm, I'm not sure that i'm i'm yeah i'm not sure i'm convinced of that and, and that's fine I, you know i mean i run across a lot of people who, who who definitely that's that's why i'm captain conspiracy so you know well, and, and we've but, run but with it, it and like i i the only thing but that I have to say is that the information is definitely there and to but, deny the information is kind of silly. But, but, but it, but it's, it, well, I don't know. It, it, just, it just seems like it flies in the face of human nature to say that these things, that, that conspiracies of this nature are even possible. So you're, I mean, saying, we, so you're saying that rich people with lots and lots of money don't conspire to do things. They absolutely do. Okay. They absolutely do. But, but, what is the what is the effect that this has right so so like it, the 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 arguments over 911 as a conspiracy are, are largely largely gone because it's you know it's been more than 20 years but the biggest argument i had with people who believe that like oh this was set up by by the pentagon like they 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 all at the end of the day just increase the number of people who had to partake in the conspiracy by hundreds, if not thousands of people at a time. Why? It's like, what? Why? Because they would say things like, well, the entire CIA is in on it. And the entire president's cabinet is in on this. And also the airlines are in on it. And also all these people. And it's just like, okay, well, you've got all these groups that you've just lumped in. Not one okay. person is, is going okay, no, to all right, well, no, no, all, right, all right, let me stop you. Let me stop you. Because here, <laughs> here's, here's, here's my argument to that right there. And, and, and it's not about actually being in on anything. Your teachers don't know that they're indoctrinating you with, with you know, with the, the government is in charge of the, you know, the, the what's taught. And they intentionally teach things a certain way to give you a certain train of thought. That's why Americans are dumb as shit. Well, we need and to be speci- we need to be specific when we say the government because the government is not just one thing, right? At least in America, we we've got we've got you know local, state, federal, and then even within federal, right? There's a lot of right. The federal government is not this unified entity that has that that has is of single mind right this was trump's but, greatest problem when he was in was when he was in office was that the government that half of the federal government was 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 conspiring against him was was trying to get him out of office his own fbi was was wiretapping like this is how divided our government is that even even when you say the feds are working against that, the feds aren't even on each other's team that that okay like that the school there there is a specific guidelines in the what is taught to children in the school board that is set at a federal level that is followed all the way down to the local level there are federal basic requirements that that yes. students need to meet sure. and 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 that is involved in these nonsense testing and stuff like that and and it all of it all of it is brainwash all of it is hogwash there is nothing that you learned in your 12 years of school that 
even matters today, at least to me, because like it was, you know, it was all just, I, and I was, I was your top of the line, you know, straight A, had it all going on, like student and stuff like, and like, it, it was, it was useless information at the end of the day that doesn't, doesn't even matter for existing that isn't taught in other places because, you know, I like to bring this up a lot in other countries, you actually have to go through a class of American propaganda because that's how thick it is. And before you can graduate high school in these other countries and like you, because these teachers are just doing what they have to do, what they're told to do to keep their job, like they're indoctrinating these, you know, these children and creating these stupid people all over the world because they're just filling their mind with useful, useless information. But they think that they're doing something great. They think that they're helping the world because they're a teacher. And like, I'm not trying to attack teachers. I understand that they think they're doing something good. And some of them are out there with their heart in the right place. But at the end of the day, they're not actually teaching anything but what they are instructed to teach because they're only allowed to teach certain things. And they're not all in on it. They're just doing what they're going through the motions. They're doing what they have to do. They, if they don't do their job the specific way, that school loses its funding and that teacher loses its job and yada, yada, yada. Like it has, there's, there's specific things about that. That's all that testing and stuff like that does. Like all of that's useless. And like, like I said, again, nobody's in on it. Like people just think that they're doing their job. They're following through with what they're doing. And you only need a couple, you know, a couple things implanted in the way to make sure something continues to go along the way. Like I don't, my thoughts on the nine 11 are probably something that would just throw a left curveball at you because it has nothing to do with probably any of the stuff that you even mentioned. Cause like, those are all things that I actually laugh at. Um, and when other people are like, that's their conspiracy views on it. And I'm just like, I'm just like, no, no, no. You got to dig a little bit further than that and quit trying to focus on being like, oh, there's people in on it. Like everybody thinks that people have to be in on it. If there's a certain people of number that certain number of people that make things a specific way, like the rules you follow in this job or the laws that you follow for this, you know, street and stuff like that. Like it all molds itself together because it's, it is a part of a bigger plan. Like I said, I really recommend reading into the federalist papers if you haven't and learning about who the society of Cincinnati is, because this is sure. stuff that dates back to pre 1776 when they were, when they were writing out things like the declaration and the constitution and stuff like it's, it's, it's definitely something that can be pinpointed in history that they're that they were warning us then this isn't a good idea like you guys are you guys are going to wind up getting what we have today like predicted to the point of what we have today then in like the 1700s and that's that in itself is is wild because you know that to me i'm like well if they're they were trying to warn us it's just if this is information that's kept from us because they don't teach the constitution in school they don't teach the federalist papers in school they, <laughs> yeah. they teach you the lord so, of the flies like well, that's just well, a form so, of so, entertainment well so, so well uh to, to an extent I, I think they have their value but, but before i get before i respond i just want to make sure everyone's good on time i i know we're we're over the hour i, I don't know what kind of time constraints you have i don't have on. too much time constraints but i, I okay. do want to run for maybe only about another 15 minutes or so okay um i think we need to be very careful when we define when we when we throw around um allegations of conspiracy or or that that people are in on it people are in on some master plan when i'm driving down the street 
right? In theory, there's nothing that actually prevents me from just swinging my steering wheel, steering wheel off to the left, and I kill, you know, the, you know, two cars worth of people on the opposite side of the road, right? When when we're driving, we're all engaged in a conspiracy of thought, so to speak. We're we all agree to follow the rules where we all drive on the same side of the road, right? Not all conspiracies are made equal, right? right? The, the, we, we're all engaged in this unity of thought where we all agree to play by this set of rules. Does that mean, right? I, I, I guess if you define it like that, like when we all, when we all drive on the right side of the road, are our strings being pulled by some higher power that's trying to it, you know what i mean like like i, I there's 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 that right i, I mean I, but, I, that's, but i think i think that's just far-fetched and deflective from the actual like main point there no 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 i'm, I'm saying that that these exist in different contexts i'm saying that that you, un, under that you probably you absolutely could say that yeah like our actions are being dictated by by another group of people and we're all just playing along with this. I think it's another stretch to say, you know, what's what's going on in what's going on in schools is our is our strings being being you know pulled by by some higher entity that that's trying to control our actions. I mean, th- this. I mean, te- teachers not being in unison is is part of what's driving a lot of cultural divides today. I mean, that, 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 that bill, the, the, that the grooming, the anti-grooming bill that just passed in Florida is precisely to address the lack of unity in teaching where you have rogue teachers that are going around talking to third graders and, and kindergartners trying to talk to them about their sexuality. It's like, well, wait a minute. What the fuck? That's, this isn't any, that, this isn't any curriculum. This that's isn't a, any- that, but that's, that's separate. That's something that's a, an entirely separate problem from the curriculum though. Like the curriculum again is set by, in fact, a Rothschild owned company that started the, making these schools curriculums back in like the late forties, fifties. Like they bought it and they literally own the company today that still produces all textbooks and stuff that are used in public schools countrywide. But how does that address that? That you have, I mean, I didn't experience this with 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 you know teachers talking about you know, hey kids, do you know what polysexual? Means? I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't experience that. But when I was in sixth grade, I had a teacher who showed us all. Um, who showed a class of sixth graders Al Gore's? Um, oh God, what was that documentary he made? Uh, an inconvenient, oh, an inconvenient uh, truth. I remember that. I think I was. No, we didn't go to the same middle school, but I had the same experience. But I think, honest to God, because every sixth grader that I knew from our area experienced the same thing, where they had to watch an inconvenient truth. Because sure, it but became, it became part of that that curriculum. But that's right. not a f- sure. But but that's not a. I I don't think that I don't think that's even a state mandated okay, thing. Okay, but that's, but that's at, at the but see. That's not even parts of the curriculum I'm even talking about. Like you've got to get more into like the standardized testing stuff, the garbage that means absolutely nothing. All that filler stuff is literally just more of a teacher filling something in. You know. Okay, but but all of school is not useless. Why? Schools you an experiment. and I. You and I are speaking the exact same language. We we have we have the exact same understanding and colloquial usage of words. We 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 have more or less the same basis in in our speech. You can still you could still teach that. 
Like, could without, you? Without school. Absolutely. My wife does it every day. I understand that homeschooling is is a thing, but at, in a country in a country of 350 million people, if you don't have some st- uh, some standardized method of teaching people, this is what we're, this is how we use these words. I don't know that you get that. I think when things become more, de- I, I think when things become more localized, you get communities speaking differently. Sure. You get so what's you wrong you. With that? It's a, it's a, you, there's nothing wrong with having a bunch of separate cultures that I mean we already do today. Like I people, completely people, people disagree. Use, people Part- people people today use people today use uh, like it, there's there's words that are used in different senses all over the country today. If you want to problems. guarantee that two groups of people are always going to fight each other and that they'll never be friends, teach them different languages. This this was this was the, the single greatest problem we ran into in Afghanistan when we were trying to get these people to, to have peace relations with one another, and we were trying to get and we were trying to get them to exist cooperatively under a single system. The biggest problem we ran into was that well, in northeast Afghanistan they speak Pashto. In this part of Afghanistan they speak Farsi. In this part of Afghanistan they speak Arabic. Right, and you had you had. To, how how the, it, the the question became how do you unite a country where in f- that has four different languages how do the you unite a- already, the private sector has been working on, doing a great job working on that with with devices that actually help you there like there's 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 always going to be different languages you can't you can't try to get an entire world to speak the same language you're never going to succeed at that that's 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 pretty utopian thinking like you're not going to ever get the entire world to speak the same language but you do have other other countries are already smart enough to be on this at a young age wait a minute why can't you get other countries to speak the same language i mean you can teach them the same language but there's no way you're going to get every every country in the world to speak the same language because no matter what you do there's always going to be because the examples here in america you wait a minute you words (laughs) that are used for slang that don't actually mean the same thing in other countries sure there there are minor nuances in language that get lost when they're not when they're not spoken by a native speaker but people in do you speak i speak one i I, I speak english yes and by and and not only do i speak english but uh, when i went to italy i ran into people who spoke english yes because when i I because they get they get it taught to them at a young age yes instead of Instead of it being, instead of causing themselves to have a language barrier and being stuck in a place where the only they know l- but, one language but hang and on. can't understand it, hang on. Are, you, you just said that we, can, you just said that it's not realistic, that it's utopian to expect that we can have everyone speak one language because and they don't I, learn. They don't learn every single language, but they do learn a lot of languages because everyone learn. We we've done a really good job at establishing America has done a really good job at establishing ourselves to such a degree that if you want to be successful at an international level, you better learn English. Okay. All right. I mean, I understand am, am I saying, wrong? But like, I mean, I, if, if you go to Japan, if you go to Japan, people, people speak English to you. If you, if you go to, to Thailand, if you go to Thailand, you can find tour guides. You can find people that'll speak English to you and get you around the country. Right. I can go anywhere on earth and there'll be people that speak English to me. Sure. Chinese yeah. is Chinese is not the same. 
Japanese is not the same. German is German's not necessarily right. You can find you can find it, but it's I I can find find, people that speak any language. You can find tour guides. Sure. But I can go. But I can more so outside of America, because this is this is another one of these American education problems is that, that you're not. I mean, you get taught a generalization of it in school and stuff, but you're not actually taught these other languages. I'm talking about when you go to places like Asia and you go to places like Italy and you go to places like Germany, they are taught not only their language, but a second and sometimes third and fourth language before they're six years old. So that's fluent in other languages instead of being lost because they're, you know, they only have one language taught to them. But that's a product of an, their environment where, yes. where, German, where Germans are, are taught English as a secondary language and then they can pick French or they, or, they can, or they can pick Italian. But that's because their neighbors speak a different language, right? A lot of times in, in, in California, most people took Spanish because there are neighbors. You run into a ton of people who speak Spanish. So it makes sense for you to speak Spanish. In, in Canada, most people speak English as a primary language and French as a secondary language, right? The languages you have to learn are dictated by the people that surround you. So to, to, to say, well, other people are learning more languages just because they're more cultured, I don't, I don't believe that. I think, they're more, I think they're learning more languages because it's dictated by how successful they are or aren't in their locality. Might I just say, though, I don't think it has anything to do with being more cultured to learn another language. I just think it actually proves Jim's point uh, you're not going to have everybody know one language, right? For all the Spanish that I know, right? So I'm a professional chef. I work in Southern California. There is zero likelihood <clears throat> at all that I will not have to at some point speak Spanish or Spanglish. That's out of necessity because some people will not. They refuse to learn English. My dishwasher, she's been in this country for 19 years, doesn't know a lick of English, not one word. And she just doesn't care to learn any English. I don't have a problem with her. I'd love it if she learned English. It'd make communication easier for us. But at the end of the day, I still have to communicate with her. So I have to speak in Spanish, right? Sure. I think the reality is you're never going to get people who are going to all unify under one language. I would love if everybody just spoke one language. It would make things a hell of a lot easier. A lot less things would be lost in translation. And if we all use the same slang, we all use the same dialect, there would be zero likelihood or very little likelihood of things being misunderstood and misconstrued. I think- You're never gonna get that because like, I think different things are funny right. and you think different things are funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like from a right. comedy from like, from like a comedy standpoint of it, like Dan, you, you follow me on a regular basis. You see I am out there when it comes to wanting to make you laugh and like there's definitely things that i'll get out there that i'm laughing about that other people are like holy shit dude you need to you need to go talk to somebody and i'm just like no this is just what i do like you got well i I think all of us in this chat kind of fall under that category where we're all kind of touched (laughs) there's some cultural there's some cultural identity to languages as well i mean and, and while it is nice to think that it uh, would be easy for everyone if we all spoke the same language uh we would lose some of our a piece of our cultural identity in the process if if that were true Absolutely. and to as you guys said that's uh while that while it's great to i think um uh, do business on an international level with the with other countries 
um, we can't lose that part of our identity because it's unique to us. It's what makes us unique as individuals. Sure. Well, okay. So I, I, my first language was Russian, right? My mom fled the USSR and being raised by my mom. And I spent a lot of time at my grandparents' house. I learned Russian before I learned English is what I was hearing the majority of the time. And I liken the culture a lot to its humor. A lot of different cultures have specific brands of humor, I should say. So there's one of the old jokes that my grandpa used to tell was uh, basically the, uh, the little boy calls the local constabulary commissar or whatever the hell and goes, Hey, Commissar, I just wanted to call you. And, and they go, let me stop you right here. I just wanted to let you know that right now uh, the government is completely and unable to handle everything that's coming in right now. Uh, the KGB is down. So we'll call you back or call back later. Little boy hangs up. He calls back again and he goes, Hey, I just want and they give him the same spiel hangs up, calls back a third time. He starts telling him and they go, kid, why the fuck did you call us three times in a row? And he goes, I just like hearing it. I just like hearing that the government's failing. It's, it's distinctly Russian humor about their particular cultural struggle and their set of beliefs and what they encounter in their lifetime, in their culture, in their situation. And the emphasis you can place on different words in different languages also means a lot of different things. So I think that doing away with international cultures i think doing away with all these languages to unite under one language would be foolish i really do it, well it's it, yeah, I, I i know we're kind of at the end of the the, the discussion yeah. here but, but maybe maybe next time if there is a next time oh, there, oh no well, listen i definitely would love to have you on again we'll go ahead and put that out there and maybe we and you know hopefully we can be a little more organized and or we might switch up some of the uh, counterparts that are here with us because you you've got some great talking points and i have really enjoyed talking to you this afternoon no, I appreciate it. I, I, just to, just to end on on may, may, maybe to segue into the next next time, uh, <laughs> uh, what what Dan brings up, where, where language is informed by culture, I I actually think that that Russia's failing in Ukraine has way more to do with culture of the Russian military and Ru- and Russia in general than it does any specific battlefield tactics or or any any specific strategies that that russia is trying to implement i I think it has way more to do with a cultural failing than it does um battlefield uh, strategy any final thoughts today neptune are you just chilling out for watching uh well y'all pretty much hit on every other talking point and i am not going to be able to have time to go back to the point that i wanted to touch on today because that's going to put us on over another 30 minutes. <laughs> we will have a next time. We're definitely going to have a next time. I definitely would like to have you three sitting here with me again. We'll have a, another great episode of Unconstitutional Awakening. You got anything else you want to say, Ox? So I've got two points I wanted to touch on, actually, regarding uh, the, the whole Russian military situation and whatnot. So Paul and I have a counterpart, not counterpart, excuse me here, have uh, an acquaintance who's in Ukraine right now, and he's fighting for Ukraine. It was, he just moved there. He liked it in Odessa. And now he went, what the fuck? They fucked up my, my country now. This is my home. I'm going to fight. I've even talked to Neptune about it uh, a little bit. We tried to get him the fuck out of there. Uh, but, you know, then they closed the borders and that was that. 
So he adopted a stray dog today. And we've been talking about this dog, right? And he goes, what should we name it? And I said something like, uh, name it Pickles or whatever the hell. And basically him and the guys that he's with decided to name it. I don't know exactly what, how to pronounce this word, whatever. I don't know the word, but it means piece of bread in Ukrainian. And they named it that because Russians can't pronounce it. And to them, that was hilarious. (laughs) And then that's awesome. (laughs) The other, yeah, I know. So the other bit uh, that I was going to say was I, I watched King of the Hill. I love that show. It's hilarious. Mike judge and Greg Daniels are brilliant. Uh, Having said that, I was watching this one episode where Hank was talking to Bobby and he was talking about something, something Bobby was scared. And he goes, oh, it's just like the Cold War, Bobby. You know, we were scared as hell until we found out the Russians are incompetent. And I really think (laughs) the culture accepts incompetence a lot of the time, whereas in America, you just have to maintain the illusion of competence. That's the only difference. I really think that cultures breed themselves into a more concentrated version of themselves with, with regularity every decade or so you see it, you know? Sure. Well, this has been great, you guys. And I do look forward to having you back again, Paul. And I thank you other guys for joining me this afternoon. Uh, Look for us again. This was an awesome episode. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. And yeah, go ahead, bud. Oh, no, I was just going to close out my bit. Just saying th- thank you for having me on. I, I-, I definitely appreciate the uh, the civil disagreements that that, that all of us have. Um, yes. I-, I-, I think that we're able to really get to the core of some of our, uh, the core of, of, of what we think. And I think that these conversations need to happen more in, in, in a, in a manner similar important. to this. And that's, that's, that's a big reason why I like doing this podcast because that's what we're here to do is have these hard conversation everybody else is scared to have and like shoot man bring it on and i look forward to having you on next time so thanks again everyone and we'll see y'all next time on unconstitutional awakening